This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Wednesday, March the 30th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. We've got plenty coming up, including you can hear from a Peaky Blinder star who's been filming in Kent, plus a very important weather update for you. But first, Today, our top story is that police have once again put a Rochester nightclub's licence under review following a number of incidents, including alleged drink spiking. Back in 2016, casino rooms was said to be the source of more than 40% of violence in Medway. Well, a licensing review took place at the time, and although the venue was able to stay open, conditions were imposed to improve safety. This time around, we're told police want councillors to look again at the venue for failing to promote four licensing objectives. Now, those are the prevention of crime and disorder, public safety, prevention of public nuisance and protection of children from harm. Now, back in November, you might remember we told you on the Kent Online podcast about a 19-year-old woman who'd been left ill for several days after her drink was spiked on a night out. She claimed bouncers at the casino had kicked her out of the club for being drunk. Well, this is what her mum, Hannah, had to say to us at the time. I think it would have only taken someone there, a couple of questions to her friend to actually realise that she wasn't drunk. Something instantly happened. I think there's a big difference. Although there's, you know, the symptoms of being spiked and being drunk can be similar. The being spiked is more extreme. And with being drunk, you don't go from standing and stone cold sober to on the floor unconscious. So if anyone there who worked there could have said a couple of questions to her friend they could have even phoned an emergency contact quicker or got got her looked after quicker um I do think any clubs and pubs have a responsibility of looking after their customers they are paying customers to go into their venue and I can only speak on my experience my daughter's experience how we were treated and I am really disappointed there was there was no help there was no support There was no comments of apology or this is what happens. There was nothing. We were just left on our own to get over it. And, you know, as a young girl and the younger generation going out, they do doubt themselves. So people just saying you're just drunk with no medical assessment. This is why people aren't speaking out, because they don't feel confident in the authoritative people that they're supposed to be looking after them. Now, the venue is a member of the Safer Medway Partnership and actually gained recognition from the National Policing Awards for Safety in December last year. And they've issued a response to the review saying they're deeply saddened by Kent Police's decision. The statement goes on to say... We've been continually working closely in partnership with them and are currently in the process of trialling initiatives that have already been discussed with them and the frameworks around their proposals. While we actively manage the venue to ensure customer safety and compliance, many of the issues raised are new information. We look forward to further working in partnership with Kent Police to reach a harmonious resolution, having had time to review and investigate the information. We, in partnership with the police are committed to ensuring a safe night out for all. 
Well, you can also get involved. You've got until Friday, April the 15th. If you want to have a say about the review, you can do it by emailing licensing at gravesham.gov.uk. Kent Online News. A man's appeared in court after a police dog and its handler were attacked in Folkestone. Armed officers were called to reports of someone with a weapon in Rendezvous Street on Monday. A 26-year-old was arrested and charged over the incident, as well as another in Embrook Valley last Wednesday. He's next due at Crown Court. Police are investigating a suspected arson attack at a play area in Faversham. At Kent Online today, you can see pictures of the damage caused by the fire on Cross Lane in the early hours of this morning. Residents have described it as heartbreaking and an absolute disgrace. P&O Ferries has accused the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency of operating with an unprecedented level of rigour after two of its ships were detained. The Pride of Kent in Dover was one of the boats that failed safety checks. Inspections are being carried out after the company sacked nearly 800 workers and replaced them with lower paid agency staff. Meantime, PO workers who did lose their jobs earlier this month are being offered roles within the NHS in Kent. A virtual recruitment session has been taking place today. The Kent and Medway Trust say they have various roles available, including service operators, porters, maintenance assistants, and PAs. Now, a man caught on camera fly tipping household and garden waste near Gravesend has been jailed just a year year after he spat at a parking warden and claimed to have COVID. Graham Swinborn had told the owner of the waste it would be disposed of lawfully, but was caught by a hidden camera fly-tipping it on Northfleet Green Road. The 39-year-old from Manor Forstall in New Ash Green had previously been prosecuted for the spitting incident as he collected a takeaway in the town centre. Listen, I have corona. People are watching you. People are watching you. Thank you. I said thank you. Don't touch my car. Don't, don't I'm not touching your car. Don't touch my car. Don't put a stick on my car. Okay. Don't touch my car. See you. Can I have police attention over? I'm getting a police around. Yeah, I'm getting a police around. Come. He's now been locked up for six weeks and told to pay £156 in compensation and £250 in costs. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. A former midwife from Kent has spoken to the Kent Online podcast today after a shocking report has revealed more than 200 babies could have survived if they'd received better care in hospitals. An inquiry has found staff at Shrewsbury and Telford hospitals repeated mistakes and failed to learn lessons over a 20-year period. It included many mums being refused caesareans while infections weren't picked up. It says immediate action is required to improve safety in maternity services across England. Well, as you may know, a review is currently being carried out into baby deaths in East Kent following an inquest into the death of baby Harry Richford, which exposed multiple failings. Poroshka Cavill from Whitstable has worked in maternity units across the country. She's been speaking to Jamie. It's devastating to hear that and really worrying for parents and and families who are you know expecting babies it's it's, it's an anxious time anyway um and i am saddened by it i'm also you know it's it's um a sort of um an insight into the culture and the stresses that people are under and what can happen under that intense pressure if it's not addressed and people aren't supported and I want to come on to your experiences as a midwife in just a moment, but you touched on, 
you know, families who are expecting, uh, but also, you know, how must it feel for families who, um, you know, you know, were, were in those hospitals and now I guess today have received confirmation that their children may have survived if better care had been provided? Oh, just, there are no words. Um, it's devastating, absolutely devastating. I cannot begin to imagine how they must feel. Um, it's just awful. And, you know, as I said, there are there are no words for, for how, how awful that must feel. And obviously you worked as a midwife uh, at different uh, trusts across uh, across the country. Um, you saw a lot of understaffing, didn't you, during your, your time as a midwife? Yeah. Um, yeah, in various trusts. I worked in many trusts all over the UK. I've worked in some absolutely amazing trusts, some that are brilliant and really had it sorted, um, which made it all the more difficult to then walk into a, a, another trust where they were so badly um, staffed, under-resourced all the way around. Yeah. Um, and I've seen, you know, and I've worked in trusts where you're running between rooms trying to care for more than one woman at a time. Um, you're worrying that the, you don't want them both to actually go in to deliver at the same time because there's not enough of you to, to cover that. So that, you know, is one of the major concerns. No midwife um, or doctor goes to work to make a horrendous mistake. And I think that's really important. There is, you know, nobody goes to work thinking, oh, I can't be bothered. It's not that sort of job. And all the people involved in these awful incidences will be feeling um, devastated as well. Um, it doesn't make anybody feel any better. There's nothing you can say that can make anyone feel any better about this. But I think it really demonstrates that they need to put some more funding into um, maternity services and the NHS and, and fund it properly in the right areas. A Gravesend mum says her life has been put on hold because of delays in being issued with a new driving licence. Ella Seward-Hutton needed heart surgery last year and had to declare it to the DVLA. The 39-year-old says the delay means she hasn't been able to pursue her dream career as an ambulance driver. The DVLA itself says applications have been delayed by strike action and the pandemic. Tributes are being paid today to a man from Deal who's died after suffering a heart attack during a marathon. Steve Bush was just metres from the end of the race on Samphire Ho when he collapsed earlier this month. The 52-year-old passed away in hospital nine days later. Follow Kent Online on socials today to have a look inside a brand new £20 million secondary school in Canterbury. Barton Manor on Spring Lane will open to Year 7 pupils in September. It's the first secondary to be built in the city for almost 60 years and saw more than 500 pupils apply for just 150 places. Kent Online reports. Now, there's more reaction today to news plans for a massive theme park in North Kent have been withdrawn. We told you in yesterday's today's podcast how the people behind the two and a half billion pound London resort project are blaming concerns over transport and wildlife on the Swanscombe Peninsula. Businesses in the area say they're relieved. Denise Lee is from Blazon Fabrication which would have to relocate to make way for the theme park. Obviously we're, we're over the moon um, it's it's not over but it's a, certainly a big step forward in a uh, and getting them off our backs for a while and um, doing what's right actually by withdrawing so we're really, really happy. We would have to try and find another location for, for our office and our business. Um, for us it's um, a huge um, upheaval and we would have problems finding a site that would accommodate the kind of businesses that, that we have here on this site particularly for us for the noise levels etc so it would be a big upheaval for us. We think that um, the jobs that they've 
promised um, would not be for locals. I think that they would be for people coming from overseas. Um, so we don't think they would benefit our local community at all. Um, and in fact, it would mean a lot of people would lose their jobs within these businesses around here because a lot of people would have to close down their businesses. The traffic in itself, um, if they if they actually built something like that, would be horrendous. Um, it's so busy around here. The infrastructure's just not there. I mean, they say that they would install something that would enable it to work, but it, it isn't. We're a back road to the Dartford Tunnel and Bridge, um, so anything that happens there, congestion, then it continues right the way down to here. It, it just can't work. I think that they've been forced to withdraw because they're against a time limit and a deadline for the preliminary meeting today. Um, but I think that they will submit the same plans and I think they will just say that they've answered and addressed the issues that was brought up, but I don't think actually they'll change anything. Yeah, it's definitely not over. It, it, it's kicked the um, sort of like can down the road, but um, it, it's not over for us yet. Well, under resort, do say they are still hoping to submit another application by the end of the year. The main car park at the William Harvey Hospital in Ashford has reopened after the Nightingale Surge Hub was stood down. It cost £3.7 million to build and was supposed to provide extra capacity for COVID patients after the Omicron variant emerged. But the car park's also been given a fresh layer of tarmac. Campaigners are vowing to keep fighting controversial plans for 450 new homes on farmland in Medway. Developers have been trying to get permission to build on land at Gibraltar Farm in Capstone Valley for the past four years. It's been rejected by the council and a planning inspector, but the company behind the idea say they've submitted yet another application. Now, whether you love them or loathe them, there's a bit of a debate today about whether it's right to feed pigeons after a man was fined £150 on the Isle of Sheppey. Colin Vincent feeds the birds up to three times a day in Sheerness Town Centre, but shops have complained about all the mess it creates. You can let us know what you think by voting in our poll today on the website. Kent Online reports. The man who plays at Winston Churchill in Peaky Blinders has been chatting to the Kent Online podcast about filming revenge thriller Bull in Dartford. Neil Maskell, who grew up on the Kent-London border, plays a former enforcer who returns home after 10 years in a bid to find his missing son. Film took place in various locations, including the town's working men's club during the pandemic. He's been chatting to our reporter, Sean Delaney. I think Paul Andrew Williams, the director, is he might take the sort of tools or template of a genre, you know, in this case, the revenge movie or in um, London to Brighton, the sort of chase film. But he always roots it in like a reality and a, a truthful set of circumstances. Um, that I think an audience can relate to and empathise with these characters, um, even in the, in this case, what feels like a kind of exciting B-movie thriller. Um, it, it, it's got, you know, I think relatable characters in it. Um, and that, as a, as a script, was the same for me. I was like, oh, there's just a lot more to this than necessarily how it might be described in a couple of sentences, you know? Um, it's really character-led and invested in the people that it's about. And there's a lot of hidden truths and subtext and um, even politics about it that I found fascinating. So um, on, on a lot of levels, it was an exciting prospect. And filming took place um, sort of over the COVID time period, didn't it, in Dartford? I, I think that's an area you're familiar with. I understand it's a bit, maybe a bit of a home, home, hometown gig for you in some ways. Exactly, that's it. Um so yeah, there, there there was a bit of that, and they definitely used like the worst and least 
pretty bits of that. Not that there's a lot of pretty bits of Dartford, but that it, uh, you know we we use the worst of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the shooting. Although I will say this: the working man's club that we use, which is in the middle of Dartford, is beautiful. Really? And gorgeously kept, like what a place. I mean, it doesn't look it from the outside, but if you go in, it's opposite that big Sainsbury's, the back of that big Sainsbury's, and it's the place is immaculate, like polished. It's kind of like something almost like preserved in aspect. It's incredible um, uh, place, that 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 CIU or whatever it is. Shot during the pandemic, I imagine a bit of a weird time for you, especially as actors and things, not knowing whether you're going to, be getting gigs or what you're going to be doing and uh i suppose for yourself you know what what was that like trying to trying to work through that time and the way that they sort of set the boundaries up and made sure the rules were followed and that was dominic you know and mariana and, and all that who were, who were running the show um it actually impacted us much less than it might have done and being allowed you know i I'm, i live in antwerp that's where i am now out in belgium and you know we i'd barely left this apartment for the uh, preceding couple of months so I think all of us just felt really grateful and lucky that we could work and see other humans and and you know chat to people face to face it just seemed like an enormous privilege actually um so yeah there were some elements of it that were difficult because of the pandemic but in the main it was just a touch It's due to be available on streaming services from next month. A search is underway for a missing ferret, which was spotted a mile away from his home in Gravesend. At Kent Online, you can see pictures and video of Reggie, who escaped from his owner's back garden in Nelson Road on Sunday night. He has since been seen eating cat food at a house in Parrick Avenue, but is still very much on the run. And after last week's warm, sunny spring weather... There could be some snow or sleet on the way for Kent. Forecasters are predicting freezing temperatures and wintry showers in parts of the county overnight. A cold snap will start to sweep in from this evening. Kent Online Sports. Cricket and Kent's Tammy Beaumont's one game away from another Women's World Cup final for England. She's with the defending champions who are preparing for their semi-final against South Africa. Play gets underway in the early hours of tomorrow, our time. Meantime, Kent are playing their final warm-up game before the start of the new season. They're taking on Lancashire at the Spitfire Ground in Canterbury. The season proper gets underway with a trip to Essex in the county championship next Thursday. And at Kent Online today, you can read all about some of the Kent stars hoping to be at this summer's Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Dartford sprinter Adam Jamili, Orpington's Dina Asher-Smith and race walker Tom Bosworth are among those expecting to be chosen to represent England. The Games start on July the 28th. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone offering a range of new and approved used cars including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.